Episode number 346. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek. You guys rock. And now, here's Will. Yeah, that's right, everybody. Hello, welcome. Another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. Trent today is on assignment, but that's okay because thankfully we are not uh, solo here. You're not listening to the sound of one hand clapping, one hand fapping, whatever. Nope, it's me, Will, but also I do have a special guest today coming to us straight from the Webernets and into your home from, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the great state of uh, Virginia, is it? Is that the case? It's Mr. Marvelite. Yep, yep, Virginia it is. There we go. Uh, also known as Tony, but I like to keep it formal. We're going to refer to him as Mr. Marvelite, if you'd like to follow him. Mr. Marvelite on his socials, including TikTok, where he does a lot of really great Marvel insightful posts, which I thoroughly enjoy, which is how I believe I, I found you. I think it was... Uh, I'm going to say it was probably Falcon and Winter Soldier is timing wise, maybe a little bit later, possibly. Uh, but I, I think you may have started following me because of the robots, but then somehow I also found your post. And since then, a synergy has happened. So uh, thank you very much for uh, for joining me, sir. Really appreciate it. No, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to be on here and um, I'm not going to be worried about the fact that I, I seem to be your type. Yeah, there we go. The, That's like, true. Yeah. It, it, the, uh, I just need to put the glasses on. Like, I think that was a requirement. I, I completely missed the memo. No, but now that I see your background, I am starting to think there is a new requirement, which is you've got to have a shield and a Mjolnir in the background in order to be on the program. That's my guess. You don't happen to have a, a, a one foot tall John Cena figure, do you? I don't, but I used to have that exact same Iron Man um, wall mount that you have, and I need to find it. Yeah, good luck with that, because I, I, the, the no, things... I, somewhere in the house somewhere. I just have to resolder it. Oh no, I just yeah, because the connections are are iffy at best. Like I have to get the batteries in just the right way, but I also use sustainable rechargeable batteries in these suckers, so, uh, so that way I'm not going out of pocket completely on batteries. I've always got batteries charging for mice. And for my lights, but nobody asked. Anyway, uh, welcome everyone. If you want to take part in the program, you can. One of many ways, uh, if you are catching the live stream, of course, there are all the chats on all the places you may be looking at us right now or uh, after the fact. Hashtag NetHeads via Twitter. Uh, we have already gone through all of March Madness, so we don't have to worry about the uh, hashtag being co-opted as it quite often uh, does this time of year. So, uh, been away a while, obviously, uh, apparently took the entire month of April off, really enjoyed it. No, I didn't. Busy, busy, busy work. Uh, we got a lot of things, uh, to talk about because there is a lot that has gone on in this world. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, in the entire duration of the time that, that I, we've been off, uh, I think Moon Knight came and went, right? It just, all yeah. six episodes happened. And and I'm more than excited to talk about Moon Knight. Obviously, I like the show because I'm 3, 3D printing stuff from it. Here is the totem that, uh, spoilers, Conchu was encased in. Not this one. This one's not even finished yet. But actually, you know, I got to be honest, uh, Mr. Marvelite, this is actually a failed print. I am now running, and I got two of these. So I'm probably going to go ahead and Maybe uh, send one to one of our lucky Patreon subscribers, and then I might send you one as well. Uh, you'll get one of the rejects. I'll get the good one. I listen. The rejects were fine. Like I, I liked your idea that we were talking about offline about you know like spraying it with like adhesive and then rolling it in sand. Like that would be perfect for that. Yeah, to get it, get it that really authentic look. I, I would probably yeah. have to spray it with adhesive or another clear coat. But uh, actually, the the hand in this, and that's the tricky part about three D printing, especially when you're doing resin because it 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 completely inverses your strategy about how things print when you're printing on an um, on FLM printer a filament printer I don't know what they're called PLA whatever uh you it, you're always going from the bottom up so your supports have to support anything that's hanging out this way when mm -hmm. you're 3D printing on a resin printer your build plate touches down to do UV light to create each layer and you uh 
you you got to rethink things. And I was trying to put the supports along the backside. This obviously printed halfway uh, at the waist. And I, I tried to put all the supports in the back. So that way you wouldn't really be able to see much damage or there wouldn't have to be much finishing work. But unfortunately, in doing that, uh, I alienated one of his hands. So that didn't print out properly. And actually, the Cobra finish didn't come out or the Viper didn't come out of the helmet. So I've got well, another one of those from here. I got another one of those going right now. So all I have to do is print another bottom and then that sounds weird. Uh then so the bottom so the bottom is missing. You're you part of the bottom is is gone. So basically you printed at uh a conchu with no dumpy. No 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 no. I just happen to have an extra I I reoriented and did new supports so that the top oh, half got you. the bottom half it looks like a sarcophagus literally printed once you're you're done because the supports are on this way. It's actually this way, but nobody cares. Especially on a podcast. They're like, this is great audio. Um but <laughs> but when it comes to to this part, I actually went with a sideways orientation so that way more of the supports would be there. So these things would have something both to be connected to on the print as well as in the okay. um in the uh uh just oriented with supports as well because the supports cool. they build up and then something forms on top of it kind of it, it's the exact well but below it 3d printing gets confusing so if you're not a patreon subscriber you can go to patreon.com and i think it's netheads on air uh, either way there's a link at netheadsonair.com uh, and, and I've, I've decided now that one of the easy things we could do is randomly reward one of our Patreon supporters with all of the prints that I just, I'm not holding on to because there's always test prints or something that failed. And this finished Konsu, if we just, like I mentioned, throw it in adhesive and, and roll it around in sand and then maybe throw another clear coat on top of that will hopefully get a nice sticky authentic look uh but in the case that that won't work i'm also going to get a five dollar can of textured spray paint and see how that goes as well so we'll see how okay. those and thank you very much everyone joining in on the chat really uh, appreciate it uh and by the way if anyone did watch moon knight uh because mr marvelite and we're talking about this beforehand and you can rem remember the name of this it's like an ashanti or an Af i can't remember no ashanti is the book in uh multiverse of bands i'm so confused um if you can remember what this is throw it in the chat because i cannot remember what it was um but it's uh it's it i it came out pretty good i'm kind of pleased except when you get really close you can see the split point where it also has a peg so that it goes and hold it down there so you can see it too so you can see where you can connect the two but I also came to a realization, Mr. Marvelite. He's like, why am I listening to this jerk? We talk about 3D printing. Uh, but I did realize that before curing this, if I throw just a little bit extra of the exact same colored resin in there before I cure it, it's instantly glued. So that was a fun realization to come to. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that's easy. And you yourself, you have a 3D printer as well, correct? I know, but I really want to get into resin 3D printing at some point because it just it looks so it looks so great. And then, especially for like the PLA stuff that we do with the filament printing, um, having the the actual like the resin, like the leftover resin from previous prints, just to be able to use to like smooth over textures instead of trying to do a whole lot of sanding and then using like that really nasty like a bondo or epoxy type stuff. It 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 just it seems so much better than than what I'm doing right now. So yeah. that's that's where I want to get. Interestingly enough, I have not done that yet. I haven't, because what you can do is you can just get talcum powder and you can combine it with your leftover resin. Mm -hmm. And like right now, I'm running all of these in clear. And by the way, when you take a look at this, it is kind of amazing to me that even though this is literally forming at a layer at a time, there's no layer lines when it's built. You, you When you see it as a clear resin product that that part amazes me um but oh, where was i going with this i was going to say something uh well it doesn't matter oh i haven't done that but and but i know what you're talking about because also i've recently finished up the mjolnir in during the break and because uh, i was inspired by the uh thor love and thunder trailer to finally mm -hmm. get that done but if you look at it it has imperfections because i was using one of those high-grade products that basically throws uh, a finish over it to cover the layer lines. And when mm -hmm. I did that, uh, it 
The problem is you have to spread it thin because it cures relatively quick. So you yep. have to both spread it thin in where you're pulling it from and where you're going to be applying it to in order to get a good finish. But it still, it came out, it came out well. It's, it's as good as I'm willing to make it. So yeah. I'm happy with my Mjolnir now. Uh, anyway, uh, like I said, uh, Moon Knight has come and gone during this time. And Mr. Marvelite was cool enough while that show was going on to host watch parties. So that was a fun experience being able to see the show with other people that are like super interested in watching it and, and figuring out what's going on next. Um, without getting too spoilery, cause it's still fresh. Uh, Mr. Marvel, let me ask you, what's your opinion of the show? So it's, it's interesting. If we, if we go and just talk about Moon Knight itself, I was excited about Moon Knight. I was excited about the, um, the, just the Egyptian, um, the gods with Khonshu, um, with Amit. I, I was reading the, uh, during the run um, of the show, I was reading the Infinity comic where it basically picks up with Mark Spector in an asylum. He's convinced he's crazy, but everybody in like like literally it was episode what was it episode five or um, and so you have this or episode four and so you have this concept of nothing is real, but what is it real? And of course, the individual who you know is is basically counseling Mark and trying to convince him that Moon Knight is just this character that he's watched on TV that he's been, he's been objectifying as his superhero persona all of this time. Um, you know, this, this counselor is literally Amit and, and he's trying to break the spell of it and he has his friends to help him escape the asylum. And then all of a sudden he's in Egypt again. And so I was very excited about that. I was excited to see how they were going to, they were going to tackle, you know, a, a legitimate mental disorder and if they were going to do it right. And, and honestly, I was pleased with all of that. There are some pacing things. Like, honestly, I feel like this was this movie. The show could have really been called Spectre. Because I feel like we got way too much Mark Spectre. But I get it because we really have to establish this character. And it wouldn't make sense if you had a whole lot of superhero without any addressing of the mental dis disabilities um, and, and understanding that. So. All, overall, I really did like it. I liked the way they went with it. I was more satisfied than I think a lot of people um, from the ending. But yeah, I, I loved it. I, it's hard for me not to like something Marvel. If you can't tell, I'm a little bit vested. I, so, I hadn't noticed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I don't leave a blind eye because I have my problems with things. But uh, everything I do is Marvel in some way. <laughs> as he sips from his oh for fox sake mug um yeah i i have to say that uh, again my connection to the character moon knight goes back to my earliest youth when i was at my friend david's house who had a moon knight comic and he was telling me all the ways the character was cool and that was back when in the comic mark specter didn't so much have did he just had alternate personas that he utilized for different purposes. Uh, you know, he had the Stephen Grant persona for making money. He had the Mark Spector one for obviously kicking ass. And he had the Jake Lockley character as a taxi driver uh, to be able to have his street minions for getting information. Yep. And, uh, and at the time, I, I really liked him because, to me, he seemed like Marvel's answer to Batman. He also had a really cool costume i mean it would be terrible to keep clean but he had a really great costume and so for me when <laughs> when moon knight was announced as a show i was really looking forward to it especially uh what what is his name after was it lemire is that the comic the lemire run yeah yes. where where they really kind of got into and seemed to have borrowed elements from for this show with uh, the entire asylum approach and really delving into the did of things um uh, i was really looking forward to this show and one of the things i both like about it and i'm very frightened about it is that it is very very standalone it is the most isolated marvel product i think we have seen both come across on Disney Plus and and just in general for a long time, it 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 really doesn't. Uh, oh, the by the way, Andy on Twitch and ZB on the uh, YouTube uh, pointing out it's an Ush Ushabti. Uh, 
is yep. the name of of what this is. Not this. This is a polymer resin. But um, but yeah, I, I, I'm so glad you clarified that because I wasn't sure. Yeah, I was. I was having a hard time. Like I was afraid if you stepped on it, we'd have problems. Yeah. Well, no, we wouldn't have problems. We would just hopefully one of us would be asked the question if we would would protect the the children of the night or whatever it is he says um, and the answer is yes yeah definitely i mean do i get powers out of it and and these are bad people okay i'm down and then and then all of a sudden the little girl looks at me and goes are you a fat superhero and i'm like yes i am <laughs> i don't i don't i don't think that's what you would be asked but uh okay yeah, i'm pretty sure it would be I'm pretty sure it would be. Hey, ever since, ever since, uh, as I like to call the the great Thorbowski came along, or Bro Thor, or whatever he was referred to as, uh, you know, that kind of set the bar for any of us being a superhero. At that point, we just need to be able to summon lightning and armor, and we're good. Um, anyway, uh, this the show. I really liked it. It was. It did frighten me a little bit at how isolated it was because with the other shows like what is it the grc the gsr what is it called the, yeah, the global the global repatriation committee uh gr G grc yeah uh, i like i think during one of your watch parties i'm like can you i didn't look was there anything on the bus or something because i was literally looking for some of those tag ins so we really mm -hmm. don't know if the events we of don't Moon see any of that and, and it's funny though because even in eternals when when Circe was going to the um, the museum to work, there was banners that 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 said GRC, and so it was it was prevalent everywhere. And in Shang Chi, when you look at the the bulletin board right outside when he's going in to see see Katie at her house, there's like there is um, dating sites for or dating like uh, flyers for people who came back from the blip or you know resources for people that you know that that survived the decimation like there are all of these little specific easter eggs about it but none of that is visible in moon Knight. exactly um we 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 in general do not know when this show happens which in a way because uh, i really liked what i got and i hope we will see the character again uh of uh, or at least Moon Knight. Let's just put it that way, without because again, we don't want to get too spoilery. But the stuff that's in the show is good. We still want to give people an opportunity to see it. But I really hope, at least in the movies, we see it more. I just feel like we're not really going to get much else of this. Not, and I don't want to get into the whole series finale, season finale. It was submitted as a little limited run series. You know, we might see Moon Knight in the movies at some point. But, you know, mm -hmm. the fact that this was so contained, I'm uh, oh, sorry. Somebody else said something funny in chat and it's saying uh, Kevin Smith looks a bit different in this AKA because this is the same background people see when I host Kevin Smith's AKAs. Anyway, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really worried that it's so contained because they really planned on just doing this very limited run, which will bum me out in a way because... And, and I've mentioned this before, I'm probably a little over-analytical about what's going on in the MCU, so I'm always trying to mm -hmm. think about how does this connect. Some of it wasn't quite so obvious. WandaVision, until Multiverse of Madness comes out, you really don't understand how that's that's kind of connecting to whatever the big picture is, other than the fact that there's still a white vision out there somewhere, yep. um, which... Not many people seem as worried about that as I am. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was obviously to get us to the point where uh, they're able to tell a story, have content on Disney+, Plus, but also give us some closure for the quote-unquote Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, as well as get us to the point of having a new Captain America. So that made sense. Hawkeye was, honestly speaking, uh, another show that in a way was about dealing with guilt and grief and loss mm -hmm. but you know it introduced elements that will take us into other things so because you know basically hawkeye kind of passing on the mantle of hawkeye to kate bishop so now we've got that hero going along and you know uh black widow brought us yelena so so all of these things kind of make sense to me but if the only thing we get out of moon knight and i won't say what or how is eventually the scarlet scarab in the movies, I'm going to be a little ticked. But, again, I cannot make any Marvel products. And like you said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a, sh I'm not a show for them, but I'm, I'm a solid, 
I'm I'm a sure thing for him. There we go. So I'm definitely going to enjoy almost everything. I mean, like I'm one of the people who I really liked Eternals, and I don't feel that that was kind of a universal thought. No, and I think this is where we get into this this problem that people are going to be having, you know, post Endgame. Um, we are expecting large team ups. We're expecting like repercussions that are referencing and pulling in characters from other properties uh, within the MCU. And I don't think we're going to get that. I really feel like with the exception of a few where they will have crossovers, this is very much like phase two of the MCU. If you think about it, we just had that huge team up in Avengers, something that no one ever thought would be happened before kind of very similar to Endgame at the end of uh, phase three. But then everyone was expecting all of these crossovers in Iron Man 3, Thor Dark World, um, the Winter Soldier, and they weren't. They were isolated. The most you got out of a cameo was the after credit scene for Iron Man 3 with Mark Ruffalo falling asleep. And, um, and which I thought was a really funny way of explaining the whole narration thing because it bothered me up until that, that end credit scene. Um, and then you had references in Thor Dark World, and, and but you also had the um, Loki turning into... Uh, Steve Rogers, which wasn't really a, a, you know, the character coming in. It was just more of Chris Evans appeared on stage and they they filmed that part. Um, and so it, them being isolated, people were kind of like, okay, well, are we done doing that then? Was this like a one-off thing? Where are all the Avengers and all of these events? Um, and then we got Age of Ultron and then they started crossing over a little bit more until we got to Civil War. Then we have, you know, Iron Man and Spider-Man. We've got Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. You know, you've got, you know, barely Spider-Man and Spider-Man until you finally get to the third movie. Um, and so we're expecting all of these crossovers and all of these things that kind of pass off and everything else. Ant-Man goes to the Avengers campus and deals with Falcon, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But phase two, phase four is doing something where it's kind of reestablishing itself. And I really think that it's coming to a point where people can go back and watch phases one and two and three. But if they're new to it, they don't have to do all of the research going back and watching all of those films from the last 10 plus years. You can start at phase four, catch up from that current phase, and then kind of still be into things, and then later go back and reference those movies. Um, because if we don't do that, you know, we're going to see the MCU becoming too big for itself and people are going to struggle. Um, so for me, I completely understand why Moon Knight kept self-contained. Um, because it needed to be its own story. Will we get more out of it? I hope we will. Um, because if we don't, the biggest thing that's going to happen is I'm going to have to go nuts because people are going to be like, well, you know, Moon Knight's not canon because it doesn't reference anything else in the MCU. And I just want to say, Sh shut up. <laughs> but for, but beyond that, it's just, it's, it, it's okay for it to be its own thing. Eternals introduced us to a whole new concept that, like, I mean, they referenced the Avengers. You find out that the Eternals were there at the Battle of Jot with, uh, with, with Jotunheim um, at, um, at Tonsberg. And you then also find out that Thor used to play around with Kangu. So you have um, all of these, these different, like, little references to things. Um, but the, 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 the celestial, the, the, the bigger understanding of what the celestials were all about that was what it was. That was what it was all meant to do is to give us this, this bigger concept. And people were angry because it didn't touch into everything that we already knew because it was trying to introduce so many new concepts. I just went too crazy on that. So, no, sorry. you didn't. I, I, think, I think you said the good part you said out loud is that they are sort of reintroducing the MCU to everyone. You can now step into these things and you can start taking them in because the only thing you really have to remember there was a big purple guy snapped away half of the world. The heroes brought everyone back. Life goes on now. Um, so, and, and very, very good points. Uh, the only thing I think, too, that you mentioned that I, I really do strongly believe in is that they are starting to try and push these bigger concepts to us. Uh, like you mentioned with Eternals, they're talking about Celestials. With WandaVision and now Multiverse of Madness, they're really getting more into what the mystical is about. Because let's face it, we haven't yep. really seen a lot of mystical magic happening 
in the MCU. Even in, in Strange's mm -hmm. appearances, you don't see a lot of things. Whereas with Multiverse of Madness, we see him doing a lot more mystical magic and and tricks, you know, which I think is just uh, we may as well set get the expectation out of the way and and as well as we can in a non-spoiler fashion talk about multiverse of madness now i will set the stage uh i am not capable of fully reviewing this movie yet because due to a ticketing mishap that's all i'll explain it and i'll get into it uh, I did not get to see it at the Dolby Cinema Theater I was expecting to. And if you have, and, and, and AMC, if you're listening, I'm calling you out. Your Brentwood Theater, all your screens, except potentially your IMAX and definitely your Dolby Cinema, are crap. I, I was so angry, but I wasn't going to be the guy to go complain about something they probably couldn't fix. Literally, the entire left part of the screen, easily one foot into it, it looked more like there was a black gradient that had been drawn into the picture. Uh, basically, it's a burn mark, a dirt smudge. I don't know what it is. It was there, and it was also in the upper right-hand corner. And in order to get tickets on opening night, I had to go for the fallback, which is 3D, which they went too heavy and too hard on it, or my theater's 3D is screwed up as well. So I spent Your 3D a lot screwed up. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, I saw the IMAX 3D, and I, I for the most part, I forgot so much that there was a lot of 3D until it really mattered, and then that 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 depth was amazing. Um, and it just really for me, and I think this is where I like the 3D. Um, what what some people do with 3D when they get past the gimmicks of like things popping out at your face, it's it gives depth to the room, and so you realize how big things really are. Yeah. And so like the flying through the multiverse, that 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 whole part. That 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 was really benefited from the 3D, you know. Some of the smaller things, um, you know, necessarily in the in the smaller rooms of Comertage or when they're like talking in the restaurant, those weren't as important. But when you looked at the big scenes where there's lots of movement, it kind of helped give that depth, so you didn't feel like everything was just kind of like all over the place. I'm glad you had that 3D experience. Well, I did I'm not. Glad I did too. Mine mine was it was a constant fight for trying to discover exactly where the um exactly where the focal point was so i was completely lost trying to see that uh that was the one issue uh the other issue for me was uh the fact that the screen was dirty and uh, i spent a lot of the movie watching through one eye i was just looking through my one eye and that was it so that's the way I watched Multiverse of Madness. Now, all of that said, once again, I still really enjoyed this movie. Okay. For me, Multiverse of Madness was a good movie. I, I just, it's hard for me to really convey the fact that I had a good experience when the, uh, the picture quality itself was so shot when, uh, things were hard to focus on. Once I got into that situation, uh, it became damn near impossible for me to really qualify and say the movie was good. Mostly because in that respect, I didn't, I didn't really make out what would be, it's like seeing it at a drive-in, but not a good drive-in, seeing it at a really crappy drive-in. That's what it was like for me. So I went ahead and just powered forward through it uh, and, and just tried to take in the story itself. And, and in that respect, I loved the story that they told. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought what we got, uh, they had they carried forward with what they established in WandaVision. And they mm -hmm. gave us a logical progression for how Scarlet Witch takes her place in this movie. I guess is the best way I can put it. So from and and I think once again, and I'm really glad the the airing order got messed up. Originally, it was supposed to be Multiverse of Madness, and then we would have gotten Spider-Man No Way Home. I think, and it could be that that there are changes in the in Spider-Man No Way Home that we got because of that. But if the stories were similar, we would have almost seen in a way a regression of Stephen Strange because this one I felt built on his development that he had in No Way Home, 
uh, learning to be less about himself and more about those around him. And and that was a natural extension that carried very well into this movie. Would you agree? I would agree. And I actually honestly feel like um, one of the things that people have been complaining about with this film is that Doctor Strange did not get a whole lot of character progression. Um, that there was a lot of character development for maybe Wanda, for America Chavez. Uh, Wong got his moments. Um, but Doctor Strange didn't really didn't go very far when it goes from A to A to B. And I, I think that was by design because I think um Strange in essence in um in the comics and in, in the stories that we see, he's a very arrogant guy. Um he's great and he does well with certain characters. Like um he's really good friends with Spider-Man in the comic books, but like he's a very arrogant guy. And he the most character progression for him is how use the use of magic takes a toll on him and i think that's what we really got to see in this movie where i wasn't so so much excited about him being like a better person because let's face it jerky doctor strange is kind of what you want because you don't want him to stop making those those one-liners and just like mocking people because that's just fun um but i wanted to see where he's the kind of guy that can't eat normal food or you know, he's got things that he can't sleep, mm-hmm. you know, all of these problems from him. And I think we got some of that and we kind of leaned into the possibility of that, of more of that later on. I think they also, so there, this is one little spoiler, but it's really not completely consequential. Um, I love the way they, they finally got us to the point where Dr. Strange has his mystical third eye. They did bring that into mm-hmm. this movie. Um, I think that one of the things that I, initially had a problem with and again i think it was my viewing experience overall i didn't really get a connection for uh who how the antagonist became the antagonist of this movie but um upon reflection uh and and kind of seeing it a second time i can say that that i finally i kind of understood it it just for me it was a little bit of a bummer for who the villain is but uh, again uh, everything else about this movie, the most important thing that it did is that it it fixed, for me, the pacing issues that we had from the original Doctor Strange movie, which, you know, it's that was going to be problematic because it was basically an origin story. Whereas with this, the character is relatively established and we've seen him in a few different things now. So this movie... Uh, the one great thing about it is that it starts and it does not stop. It doesn't quit. It just keeps going from from action to action to action. And if you think you're about to get a lull, you're not going to because then it's going to throw something else at you. Oh, oh, absolutely. And and what I find is funny is I've actually heard some people online talking about there was too much dialogue explaining things. And I'm wondering if they've gone back and watched the first Doctor Strange at all. Because I can tell you right now, they explained every freaking thing in the first Doctor Strange. These are the bots. These are the boots of Watu. This is the the staff of the Living Tribunal. Um, this is that. This is this. This is how this works. This is how that works. Um, you know, it's like all of the books and the metaphysical and all these things. And it was like it was like it was it was like sitting through like a metaphysical class of you know what are all of the mystic arts and explaining. And I get that because. Doctor Strange established for the first time the real essence of magic in the MCU. I know we got it in Dark World, but really, like Jane Foster said, it was basically just science that you know the Earth you know didn't understand yeah, yet. Exactly, but it was it was definitely like they called it the Soul Forge. She knew it was something different, um, and so basically, Asgard just was able to take the the um, the the science that Earth did not know to be able to do all of these things. Doctor Strange is the first time we actually talk about you know, magic and chakras and, and, and all of that to get to where we, you know, we understand, oh yeah, magic does exist. I can harness and make shields just by waving my hands and then I can make a fake sword and which, which led us into, you know, the battle with Infinity War, because I think it was more believable now that we had had that acceptance from Dr. Strange, because if we wouldn't have gotten that, all of that dialogue, it would have been terrible, but Dr. Strange 2 doesn't do that. It, it's very fast paced. It's very moving. Because it just assumes that you've at least watched the first the, the first part of the episode uh, phase four. Yeah. Because if you've at least done that much, it doesn't really matter anything beyond that. So, yeah. I I was really pleased with it. I think uh, 
you know, the only thing that it did, and I wouldn't say this is suffering, but the only way that it, for me, as a person sitting there, there's a lot, because things are happening so fast, there is a little bit of that extra uh, exposition. You know, like in the very beginning when uh, America Chavez and Protector Strange, because uh, it starts out with another strange and uh, they're running towards it. And then she's like, it's the book of Ashanti. And it's like, OK, well, yeah, you got to tell us what the scrolling thing is we're running towards. I understand that. But there's a few elements like that. So mm-hmm. and, and those were the only things that I had to complain about uh, other than, you know, my only other complaint about the movie, actually this not even complaint. I freaking loved the runtime as well. They went for a good, concise, specific amount of time. And they made sure that, uh, we would, we got exactly what we wanted, which was action, 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 and no real low. And that was for me, fantastic it was nice that they didn't have to i think it was two hours and six minutes which is a very forgivable amount of time in my opinion yeah and i mean with the amount of stuff that they did i think they they handled it very well um for even for that short amount of time because we're getting used to longer run times with things like no way home and we expect that now even after after you know watching the batman um but i feel like we didn't have to have more than that two hours there was there was enough that was going on, and, and honestly, like I'll I'll say this, I love the fact that there are tons of things to do in this movie. There are multiple locations. Um, they don't take too long. I mean, there's stuff that I want to go back and I just want to watch over and over again because, you know, especially like in Comertage, like seeing some of those scenes and seeing that what happened, you know, you can go back and be like, wow, I missed that that time. You know, I really want to go back and look at this. Um, that was one of the things I loved about Infinity War. Even though Infinity War is a longer running movie, there was multiple locations and all of this, you know, all of these events that were going on. I feel like Doctor Strange was able to cover that with a lot less time and it just kind of kept your heart racing. And I think part of the the way that this worked for me was you're shocked about something that just happened and then all of a sudden they're going to throw something else on you. So you're 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 kind of kind of keeping this heart rate up while you're watching the film wanting to, you know, like, I need to take, I need a second to digest this. I was like, oh, no, no, there's no digesting. Yeah, when you're done, you're going to be sitting in the bathroom just completely shocked and just with your jaw on the ground. But, so, By the way, Miranda Janelle pointing out, hey, you remember when the Watchmen runtime was controversial? Uh, <laughs> Instead yeah. of the norm. Very, very, very fair and salient point. Um, yeah, yeah uh, and by the way, uh, the other thing, too, I was really worried when we heard about the title of this. Um, actually, I was very excited because, again, when Kevin Feige announced it, he said it's like it was going to be Marvel's first uh, real attempt at horror, which I don't really think they did. Yeah, it, it has some a little bit of gore. It has suspense, but it wasn't very horror filled for me. Although I think in the third act, you definitely have elements that have just got that thick Sam Raimi thumbprint right on it, which was great to see. Also. I was I was really looking forward to the soundtrack of this movie because it was Danny Elfman. But I got to say, this is probably the least Elfman sounding soundtrack. And I'd say that is a compliment in this case uh, that I that I've ever heard. The music in it was great. Uh, The other thing, too, that I was worried about it, though, is when they said it would be the multiverse of madness. The great news is it's not big and confusing with a lot of multiverse and it's not really the multiverse that has madness. So once you understand that, it's a great experience, in my opinion. Um, and I and I'm sure with everything, you know, the whole point is this is this was my experience. This was Mr. Marvelite's experience. Your own experience is very valid. And if you have complaints about this film, you are completely yep. welcome to it because every every bit of movie art or anything else is completely subjective as i as the great scott Mosier once said everything is everything to everyone so it's mm-hmm. any infinite combination of things in uh although i have really enjoyed the memes that we've been getting with people pointing out you know like uh well if if our dreams are just us dipping into the variants of of another universe and then they go back to the beginning of infinity war where tony's talking about like having the dream where you go to school without pants on kind of thing it's like oh that's a i guess that really happens to some unfortunate soul 
Oh well. <laughs> okay. The, the the line that the line that ruined me the most, and I'm not going to even give it context, so it's not really that much of a spoiler. But it was the idea. It was the the phrase where it said, "You ever had that dream where you're falling after being pushed?" Yeah, that was probably me. And like that thought of like, how many times have you like even the concept of what if what if our dreams were that thing and like you you consider like the multiverse of that and and it just it kind of like really put things into perspective it was definitely a fun like um uh thought process and i I think what's great about these films are though they're not perfect and they're not even marvel is not claiming to be a professional when it comes to things like time time travel you know um or like the, the 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 concept of multiple universes or multiverses um they're at least introducing thoughts to the audience that maybe they've never thought about and they don't realize these are actually trains of thoughts in academia and and there are there may be some people that are interested in you know stem or something else because of a magic movie i mean let's face it that would just be a lot of fun I, uh, all I know is I, I'm ready for more of it. And I'm glad they at least did tag on the end that Dr. Strange will return. So spoilers, dude. No, that's okay. I mean, (laughs) he made it out alive guys. Let's just go with it that way. Um, anyway, uh, so multiverse of madness, in my opinion, I mean, it's like, especially if you can see, if you want the least amount of complaints, see it on the best theater you can at the least expensive showing you can, and, and you'll be happy. Um, I think this is my opinion. Unless it was, unless it's Will's theater. Yeah, there you go. That'll, uh, that'll definitely, uh, help it. Uh, if you, if you do not see it at the, and, and look, I've, 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 I've written an email complaining about it and that was in 2019. Things didn't get any better while they were sitting there idle during the pandemic. So like, what am I going to do? Write a letter again. And once again, get the, the manager to tell me, Hey, you know what? Come back. Let me prove it to you. Come see another movie. Why would I want to do that? I've already seen it two movies because end game, my first time viewing experience again, I came out of that movie unsure of my feelings about it. I mean, I loved everything we got in the third act, but I was unsure of my feelings on it again because of that experience. And in many ways, I think the home theater experience has ruined me because I get a high definition, ultra crisp picture. If I'm watching a movie at night, I've got the Philips Hue uh, lighting with the cinema add in. So that way it's the gradient light is casting lights everywhere. I mean, I've got surround sound. I got one hell of an experience, but bougie, but still I expect more from a movie theater, given the rates that we pay for box office and the like. So anyway, I, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Now I'll say this, like if, if I can, you know, my, my, my biggest frustration with the release of multiverse of madness was this, this came out right at the same time as this, the fantastic B sequel. And I'm not a fan of, anything harry potter i'm sorry don't hate me for it i just i have no interest in it and the the thing that really made me salty was i if i if i go and unless i'm invited to a a theater for an early screening i'm gonna go to the udavar hazy air and space museum in chantilly virginia because it's a large air and space it's a it's a large imax theater um it's got a huge screen it's a great experience Um, we saw no way home there and I loved it, but unfortunately, they were only showing Fantastic Beasts, and so I was like, oh, "Really, really, come on!" And but it's it just the, the the large scale is just a beautiful thing. I uh, one of the things that is close to me, and this may be the next place I try to see either a Marvel movie or Multiverse of Madness. Uh, it's a forty-five minute trip away, but it is a theater that has the scene X experience where they also do additional projection on the side walls as well to kind of extend the scene if nothing else just to guarantee i get that amazing picture quality that i'm looking for and let me tell you guys something if it's quality you're also looking for then i want to encourage you to make sure to support the duke cannon supply company look folks it's a dirty world There's a lot of things in the news that make us just want to wash ourselves clean of all the memories, the thoughts of what's going on. We want some purity. We want to look good. We want to smell good. How can you do that? Duke Cannon Supply Company. And they got something for everybody. 
You know, if, if you're looking for a good smelling soap, they got good smelling soaps. If you want a manly smelling soap, you can get the Bush Beer Soap with a, with a patented sandalwood scent. People like Mr. Marvelite, who are capable of growing hair, they can take advantage of the Beardman's box and get beard wash and beard balm and beard oil. And or or you know, if you're tired of these sissy body washes, right? That that you know, you get them in your hands and you're trying to clean yourself and they're just running everywhere. Go for their thick line of body wash. It is thick. It sticks. It cleans. That may not be their tagline, but I'm running with it. Anyway, if you wanna if you wanna support NetHeads, if you wanna show your support for the show, if you wanna get yourself some good products that'll get you nice and clean, then just go to netheadsonair.com, click the Duke Cannon link. Actually, I think it's netheadsonair.com forward slash Duke. I, it's been so long I forgot. One of those two. Great ad placement. Uh, take advantage of that right now. Uh, lots of products. I personally, I'm, you can't get it now, but I'm addicted to their shamrock uh, thick body wash. It's nice and minty, and it kind of gives you that nice uh, menthol chill, if you know what I mean, everywhere. So it's really nice. It's refreshing. It's a great way to start the morning, especially the last week when I had a cold. All that peppermint and minty smell everywhere. Oh, it was amazing. NetAdsOnR.com forward slash Duke. If it's not working now, it will later. Get yourself some Duke Canon Supply Company. Every one of their products, every purchase helps support veterans here in the U.S. So uh, check them out. Thank you, Duke Canon Supply Company. Quiet, Emo. He's over there batting wise. And we do have Vector with us too, by the way. Now, uh, you have been very generous, uh, Mr. Marvelite, to speak with us uh, at length about all of these Marvel products. But let's get to the real reason why you're here. And by the way, in case you haven't caught it, you can also catch, uh, as I mentioned, Mr. Marvelite on all socials. Uh, you can also catch him on The Real Study uh, Sundays at 7 through 30 p.m. Pacific time, 1030 Eastern in most uh, cases. Uh, but... There's another place you're going to be able to find them now. And, and Mr. Marvelite, why don't you tell them about that? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been a busy last week uh, trying to get ready for Multiverse of Madness and everything else. But me and our superhero talk and I, uh, Michael Rothman, have been working on um, the Nerd Initiative. And it's, it, the website is live now. Um, it's going to be a great place for you know just kind of like getting news and we're 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 avoiding the the clickbait we're un avoiding you know um the negative space it's it's going to be it's going to be a positive place to just geek out about your fandom um it's also going to be a place that's going to showcase a lot of creators that maybe are smaller in size on TikTok and elsewhere but it's going to give them a voice and we've already had some 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 fantastic creators um that have contributed um uh, Jonathan Chow, uh, marvelous Johnny on TikTok, uh, did a fantastic piece about uh, comic books to look at uh, for uh, for free comic book day that was on Saturday, um, and then um, uh, Jacob Berlingame, um, King Von Schweetz, uh, just did uh, a a walkthrough and talking about the new Guardians of the Galaxy Rewind at Epcot in, in Walt Disney World, and so we've got a lot of other creators that are lined up to be talking about things. We're trying to cover every piece of fandom beyond just Marvel. There's a lot of Marvel on there right now, but uh, we're going to be going into Marvel, DC, Star Trek, Star Wars, everything possible. Um, and, uh, and definitely, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's new, but it's, it's, it's something we're extremely excited about. And we've got, I've got the, the, uh, the, the sweatshirt back there on the, the backdrop. So uh, please, if you, if you would, uh, please check out nerdinitiative.com. Um, and tell us what you think. There's a feedback section um, or even just message me on Instagram or Twitter and um, and give me your thoughts because we want to make this something that's great for everybody. Yeah. And I think uh, Cursed Cat Films in the chat points it out best. He's like, I just like to come out of a movie and find those nerdy shows that can talk about the whole movie, uh, which I think that's one of the draws of the Nerd Initiative. You know, if if you... It used to be like I would go to certain websites to get their takes on things. But over time, things evolve. They become more corporate. They're more ad-based. They're more this and that. And it's not quite the same experience. But the Nerd Initiative, this is one of those things where this is a place you can go where you can see find 
uh, ideas and stories and concepts from like-minded people or people with a similar viewpoint or an opposing viewpoint. But you know yep. you're not going to be getting that clickbaity nonsense right now. You're just going to be getting people bringing their fandom and their perspective and wanting to share because we know that it, the world is already toxic enough. So we just want to put out some positivity. We want to put out our ideas. We want to tell you ways to get excited about things. Like if I had been, if I had read Marvelous Johnny, Jonathan's uh, article ahead of time, if I had, had seen that, then I would have known I should really have made an extra effort to get to free comic book day because there was a Doctor Who uh, comic that was featuring mm -hmm. this first incarnation of the Doctor we were introduced in the last season uh, of Doctor Who. Not to mention, not even comic book related, I haven't gone there yet today to see what happened or what if anyone wrote an article because... They decided on Mother's Day to suddenly drop on us who the new doctor would be. And, and oh, my gosh, it's a person of color. This is amazing. Yep. So yeah. uh, it's it, if you want to if you want to if you want to find a place where you're looking for for those bits of information and news and ideas and stories from fandom, then I would definitely encourage you to check it out. And I'm not just saying that because uh, I like Mr. Marvelite. I'm also saying it because. This might be the type of place that'll finally get me to get back behind the keyboard and do some writing again, especially around. I've already been asking. I've already been asking. Yeah. Like, uh, thankfully, Will has been part of kind of like, like just kind of like giving guidance. And uh, we've got him listed as part of our staff, like just to, to, to hopefully contribute in the future. Because hey, he wait a second. To. Does that wait? Do I have a cool cartoonish character right now? Not Thank yet. Not God yet. damn it. Well, for, until I get that, I'm not doing a dang thing. I'm not doing a dang. Actually, I for those that don't know, like right now, you can't see it, but because it's not built out uh, and it just points to willwilkins.com as well. But, you know, uh, one of the things Tony and I had a great conversation, Mr. Marvelite had and I we had a great conversation because uh, I was kind of um talking holistically about where I have seen things go and some of them I'm still behind the times on but like I realize that for a lot of my videos and a lot of the things that I do out there one of the things now it's less about the product you have you know it's not about your podcast it's not about this it's about you as a brand and and then disseminating that brand throughout things and it made me realize like i've just been missing the boat for a long time like i've had willwilkins.com for a long time and not done much with it uh, and i've kind of rebranded myself on social as that will wilkins and from the 3d printing realm i suddenly realized well you know you could easily build something that could be anywhere at any moment to tell people where to go and and why aren't you doing that so I did the design, but now where is the story going? I'll tell you, folks. Uh, I have been trying to to do that, and I've been fooling back around in WordPress again. And I feel for for Mr. Marvelite because he single handedly saved this website as well. Without saying much, let's just say it's very difficult to find good help. And even though you may pay somebody for something, it doesn't mean you're going to get what you're going to get. So they oh, they had a great design that wasn't was functional beautiful. at all. And and Mr. Marvelite came in and got down and dirty for about 48 hours. And, and nerdinitiative.com is up because of him. So my let, if I were let, in a hat, it'd be off to you, my friend. Let me let me say this. Like the developer made a beautiful website. It was it was hands down beautiful. It had lots of filler space to put things in. I was very excited to use it. And as soon as I started jumping into it, I realized you couldn't save anything on the page. You could delete stuff, but you constantly got errors anytime anytime you typed something. And I we we reached out and it was kind of it was kind of sad because all of a sudden the developer just stopped responding to us. And so um Michael Rothman, great guy and really, really good in the industry when it comes to entertainment and news, um, does not know technology, like like website building. And so he trusted this developer and for good reason because the design was beautiful, but then it didn't work. And so we were like stuck and we were thinking about having to pay somebody else. He was even willing to take the bad developer and pay the bad developer to fix the bad development. And 
it, you know, I sat and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to delete the whole page and then just start from scratch. And if it doesn't look good, it doesn't look good. And I kind of got it to look almost like that page, you know, and I was kind of pleased with myself. And so I've been slowly adding things and kind of building a workflow. And I, I kind of feel better about myself because I used to do websites for fun, but this time it was a little bit more in depth. And um, I watched a lot of YouTube videos and yeah, I'm, I'm See, pleased. You mentioned that, but now I always think about, I think it was season six of Community where Jeff Winger has taken uh, the movie that they're making hostage and he has secluded himself somewhere and he's yelling at a YouTube video because he's like, just shut up and tell me how to edit, <laughs> which is like. Every one of us ever using YouTube for anything to find out. It's like, all right, look, just quick. Tell me how I can create this. My transmission is going out effect, please. How can I do this? Just tell me. Yeah, and you're constantly going back and playing the last 15 seconds over and over again. Because you keep missing that statement or you keep forgetting after you listen to it. Yeah, and, you, and you're coming off like a crazy person. Because it's just like yes. it's down and to the left, down and to the left, down and to the left. Uh, but, you know, my hat's off to you. And I will tell you, too, there are... Some other things I didn't, you were already down a path, so I didn't want to bring them up, but there are some other add-ins you can do that make it to where you can really start doing some powerful things and not quite be as shackled by WordPress as you are with it. But that's coming from the guy who still haven't fi hasn't finished redesigning his own website, <laughs> which would probably take 20 or 30 minutes. But no, instead... I wanted to sit down and talk to you and talk to all the net heads out there. And uh, also, I want to take this opportunity, uh, Mr. Marvelite, to thank you. I'm just going to keep flopping between calling him Tony and Mr. Marvelite. Deal with it. It doesn't matter either way. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say thank you very much uh, for joining me on, on this little jaunt. I really appreciate it. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. And uh, I, I want you to know you are welcome back anytime. And uh, please feel free to say no, because I will probably be reach out and being reaching out again saying, hey, it's another week. You doing anything? So <laughs> listen, never a problem. Um, you know, I'm sorry if I'm not um, as much as the mainstay trend. Um, it's, it's fun to listen to you guys talk, but I'm glad to be here. And I probably I'm the kind of guy that I don't really say no often. I'm married. Yeah, that's a big mistake. You shouldn't admit that because <laughs> I'm I'm like the mafia. I I will I'll I'll draw you in. I'll bleed you dry, and then I'm. You really think Trent's on a sign? No, I'm kidding. Trent's got his a life. That's what it is. But I'm still dying. Yeah, I, I don't. Hello. Yeah, part. <laughs> but no, part of the reason and and part of the reason why I also wanted to invite you to do this is because in our talks there's been a similar vibe, and you like me during the pandemic and you've admitted this so i i don't i feel fine admitting it too during the pandemic i came to the very sudden realization i really need more friends because yeah. i'm not talking to enough people i mean yes i are amazing patreon supporters like the aforementioned uh miranda janelle or uh mm -hmm. four color pj paul one of our uh, Stu greenberg one of our amazing supporters um you know, all of you are the reason why I do get on and do some things exclusive for the Patreon. And uh, but it's it's always the conversation that really drives me. It's less about doing a podcast and more about just having somebody to talk to. Speaking of Patreon supporters, uh, the Patreon supporters are already aware of this. And even though we have a second run of them coming, uh, I do have for all of our Patreon supporters, hopefully going out this month, the official NetHeads stickers. The next one are going to be a little lower, and I think it was Mr. Kevin Conroy who suggested it. And if it wasn't, uh, whoever you were, my apologies for miscrediting. For this first run, because it's not quite the way I wanted it, I'm going to be getting a silver Sharpie, and I'll be tagging all of these with my sig Nobody's asking for my autograph, naturally, but since there's an empty space, I'll all be, so be signing them and sending those out, uh, as well as 
hopefully recasting the mold for the coins again to try and get some metal coins made, as well as the 2022 even just resin version of the coins out. So uh, thank you very much to our Patreon supporters. Again, patreon.com slash netheadsonair if you want to yeah, uh, and check And your Patreon supporters are amazing. I, I, I have to say, just going live with you a couple of times and like meeting like Miranda Janelle and some other people that have followed me. And then Miranda is my Patreon follower now too. So okay. that is awesome. Yeah. So it may have been ZB that was the one who suggested signing them there. So that's it. it oh, I, okay. So apologies, Zach. I, I didn't mean to give somebody else credit for your work. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, well, I've been doing NetHeads as a podcast. As a matter of fact, today, for those of you that are Kevin Smith fans, today is actually a day in Smodco history because uh, day and date 11 years ago, was the premiere of Smodco Internet Radio. At the time, Smodcast Internet Radio, uh, with the first episode of Plus One Per Diem and Jay and Silent Bob Get Jobs from the studio that I built in Kevin Smith's living room. So, And it was shortly after that where he said, hey, you built the network, why don't you do a show on it? And that's when Trent and I kind of rebranded from Radio Askew and we borrowed from the show that I used to do on Comedy World Radio Network and we called it NetHead. So I've been doing this for 11 years and like Miranda Janelle is one of those people that has been with us damn near since the beginning. Ryan Connolly, damn near since the beginning. But that is the wow. one thing that I don't think I ever fully appreciated until we have gotten 11 years down the road. And that is that there are people that are dedicated followers, uh, consumers uh, of this, and and they enjoy it. So thank you guys, because uh, like I've said, honestly speaking, it's mostly about me just trying to have a conversation with people I like to talk to uh, and just bringing you along for the ride. So thank you again for all your support. Uh, Tony, thank you for joining us again. You can check him out, all the socials. He's Mr. Marvelite. As a matter of fact, he did something that I want to crib for your, tell him what you did for your birthday. Okay. So for my birthday, I wanted to do something like last year I did a, I did like a, a stream on Twitch and I, I did a giveaway. I felt like that was just so disingenuous. I wanted to have something that was just so much more fun. And so I created a scavenger hunt throughout all of my socials for the most part, with the exception of Twitter. And so I dropped a, I dropped a video at midnight on April the 19th for my birthday. And if you follow that, there was a QR code that led to a hidden YouTube video um, that directed you to a unlisted piece of merchandise in my, in my uh, merch store. Um, and there was also, I think, like a Snapchat thing there. And it basically brought you all the way back to one of my Easter egg videos that had a pinned comment that would tell you where to send an email. And I had fun just making the fake the the t-shirt. I, you know, nobody bought it, but I'm glad. You know, it, it would I, it would have been interesting to see if anybody would have actually bought the shirt for the scavenger hunt because I, I'm almost thinking that I want to buy it before I take it off of the store. But it was just a lot of fun, just like doing that. And at the end of it was a uh, what was it, a twenty five dollar Fandango gift card. Um, so you know, basically, I helped pay somebody's way to Multiverse of Madness. Uh, but it was just a lot of fun, and I know. Um, certain mr will wilkins will be you know making a scavenger hunt at some point now too. oh yeah because I, I, I loved the idea but also it was genius from a social media perspective because you had people interacting not only with all of your socials but also focusing on specific media so for like that day you know unless you knew the exact date on instagram because like he's not giving himself enough credit the t-shirt uh, had sokovian tour dates and then there was a clue i think in the description to go to his instagram so if you then looked at the posts that matched the dates you would be able to get in that order that they were listed on the t-shirt and you would then be able to get the clue to go to the next message which was then um, um uh, or the next clue which was one of his tiktoks and it was an extra comment that i think he had pinned in it and so mm -hmm. from a just from a from a traffic standpoint that's genius because you have people going and consuming your media and increasing your numbers and focusing on specific posts so if you had also made like a new post that day you know, you could have also at a specific time say, you know, check back at 4 p.m. And then you just could have slipped another comment in it. And now you're really driving up your numbers for that right. day. So 
it was just, it was genius and I loved it. And, and the funniest part is tell them where the inspiration was from. Uh, Ready Player One. Like I, I'm a, I was a big fan of Ready Player One. Um, in fact, when I first announced the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the scavenger hunt on one of my TikTok videos, I even said, you know, they're not laying around somewhere for you, for you just to, you know, find, um, they're hidden and it's like, and it, it, it just, it was just a lot of fun. You know, um, it made the, the, the hunt for Mr. Marvelite's Easter eggs begin. And I just, you know, and I'm going to do it again next year. Like I'm already going to be working on it. Then I'm going to be laying Easter eggs in videos throughout the entire year so that it's not just like, look at the comment in the video or the comment in the picture. It's look for this key thing in the picture and it's going to tell you what to do next. So I'm like, like I'm already, I'm already thinking about it. Like, like, Oh, let me tell you something right now. I had, I was short of a pin board with like little, little pieces of yarn going from one thing to the next. I had, I have a, I have a book that I, I go through all my ideas and I literally just had things pointing to each other and trying to figure out which way I wanted to go with it. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Definitely. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And, and again, the brilliance of it too. Woof. Uh, anyway, folks, that is it for this episode of NetHeads. It is time to wind things down. Thank you very much again for uh, tuning in. Thanks for watching. Until next time, my name is Will. I'm Mr. Marvelite. And we'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins signing off. Oh. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. 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 We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.com.